Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we are here today to talk about, to answer a question that we get all the time when we are onboarding new clients. And that question is, should we have a newsletter? And the answer is probably yes, yes. but the real question should be, should you have a printed newsletter or should you have an email newsletter? And what are the benefits of each of these? Yeah, so newsletters are part of what's known as relationship marketing. They work because they keep patients interacting with your practice if they're done properly, far after the appointment is complete. So uh, you might be saying, well, we don't have anything to say or anything the patients want to hear about. How do, how do we generate news? Nobody cares. And that's just not true. Um, th- there's benefits to having both a, a printed newsletter and or an email newsletter, and we'll break those down for you. So let's start with email first. Yeah, let's do that. And let's say this too. We have, so we work with dozens of medical practices, ranging from single provider practices to, you know, 25 plus doctors at the offices. And um, I'd say about 75% of the practices we work with now have at least an email newsletter or the capability to distribute emails and um, about probably about a quarter of the practices are working their way back to having a printed newsletter just because dollar for dollar um, from a marketing perspective, it's a great way to build those relationships with potential patients and then to further the relationship with your existing patients. So let's first talk about email newsletters. So email newsletters are perfect for when you want to distribute content and drive people to your website to complete an action, like calling for an appointment, enrolling in your portal. We had a, a client that does um, some cosmetic stuff this past, right at the beginning of the year that wanted to, they had a Juvederm special going on and they wanted to distribute an email to get rid of some Juvederm that they needed to get off the shelf. We sent out a couple email blasts and um, I think they actually were able to move the product pretty quickly. We have a client that wanted to remind patients of changes to insurance and making sure that they had their appointments scheduled before the insurance deadline. Another easy call to action. So, you know, when you're when you're starting to think about you know what you're gonna put into your email newsletter, we would advise you to craft up a template of what you know you're always gonna have. And then make it kind of simple that you can change out the things, you know, as needed when you're actually sending out those emails. And so what are some of the things you would suggest, Corey, for putting into an email newsletter? Well, I think if you're going to start with the template idea, um, one of the things to always include maybe at the bottom is a call for reviews. I think that that's something that, uh, you know, it's a missed opportunity if you're not doing that. And, you know, you just say, if you're happy with your experience, leave us a review here. Click. No, absolutely. And I think we even went as far um, last year into showing people how to leave the review with a screenshot, like a big arrow. Do it here. Click this. Right, right. 
Um, and yeah, so if you're if you're thinking of what kind of content to put in, so let's say you create a template, you know you're going to have your review call on the bottom. So what do we fill this sucker with? Um, new office hours. If you have, you know, if you're changing office hours, email and newsletter is a perfect way to do that. If you've got any sort of holiday promotions or you're closing on certain days or you're going to be open on certain days, that's that's a reason to send out an email. Um, you know, a lot of people, for instance, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, like, is the office open? I mean, probably, but people might think, well, the banks are closed. I don't know. Should I make an appointment? Should I not? You can let them know that you're going to be open regular hours. Um, if you have a new doctor coming, oh, then definitely promote them and drive to the bio page through this email, especially if it's a new subspecialty that you're adding with the new physician. Yeah, and if you're offering a new procedure mm -hmm. or, you know, a, a trial, maybe it's a clinical trial or, you know, maybe you're going to be at a big health event like a walk or a run in the community and you want people to, you know, build that kind of affinity relationship with the practice, you let them know that you're going to be there and you can communicate all of this through your email newsletter. Yeah, and if you've ever listened to the Doctor Marketing Tips podcast before, you know that we are big advocates of creating content. So if you have this content, then the email newsletter is the perfect place to put it and say, you know, if you're in orthopedic practice, you've got this cool new blog on five ways to avoid knee pain. Well, then put it in here. Make sure that it's easy to click to and share. Um, another example is if you're a dentist office, you could say simple ways to make flossing less annoying and you write this whole piece on it. You get the dentist to do a little video, all that stuff's housed on your website. You can drive people to it through your email newsletter. Yeah. And, and don't think that we're just doing, you know, telling you to create an email newsletter just to put more work on your, on your plate, because these things really do work. We have some clients that are pulling, um, 30 plus percent open rates on their email newsletters because they have a list that they've nurtured over the years. And, you know, this, again, like we were saying, this is an opportunity for relationship marketing. And if you're giving them useful information, then your patients will continue to open it. So, you know, back like consumer-based newsletters, if you get like, just like regular direct mail, if you get like a 3% to 5% open rate, you can consider yourself an absolute rock star. With Email newsletters, when you're nurturing that patient relationship, like I said, we will see up to 30% on our open rate. And we'll see click-through rates in double digits as well, meaning people are interested in what's being sent to them and they're clicking through to your website to take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something to consider with email too is if someone's opening this email, odds are they have some sort of intent. Like they're not going to just like they might just scan it, but they might forward it to someone they know that has knee pain, let's say, or they might say, oh yeah, I had to schedule my appointment or, you know, whatever the case may be, but they're a little bit more um, action oriented than like on Facebook as a social media post or something like that. So just something to keep in mind. No, absolutely. So let's, so let's assume that everybody wants to create an email newsletter for their practice, whether it's monthly or quarterly and twice a year or whatnot. Um, how would somebody go ahead and get started? Well, there's a couple different services out there that we would recommend. Um, probably at the top of the list would be MailChimp. Um, I think that they're probably one of the best in the business, and it's very easy to create a template, uh, save that template so it's always there for you, and you can just kind of duplicate and drag and drop, move things around as you need to. No coding or anything crazy required. 
Um, Constant Contact is also a, a good one. Um, a Weber is good. Uh, eye Contact is. We're giving not great. you the ones that are super simple to yeah. use, so that you can get in. You know, sign up today and start tomorrow. Yeah, I think Mailchimp is probably the easiest one to actually like hop into and get started within you know ten minutes or so. Absolutely, and it, and it, Mailchimp allows for some easy automation. So if you get a little bit more advanced later on, and you know you want to create an automated system where you know somebody signs up for an email newsletter, they get an email you know welcoming the to the list and then 10 days later they get something about knee pain and then 15 days after that maybe they get something about a new knee procedure and then maybe they get an invitation to come and meet a doctor you know you can create automation within MailChimp and it's free yeah and it's very easy to do Um, another thing you need is and this might sound obvious but you need a patient email list so hopefully you've been collecting one of those Um, one of the things that we always make sure to do on practice sites is have a little checkbox that says I would like to receive occasional information from X practice so that way not only do you um, get these emails on patient intake forms but when someone actually leaves um, a contact form or something like that for you you can also export that list and use it for these uh, email newsletters. Yeah, I always am a little bit taken aback when I find out that there's no email addresses being collected or, worse yet, emails are being collected but the permission isn't being asked if you can use it for a marketing purpose or, you know, the, the practice will be, like, accepting, you know, patients. Patient comes in, fills out a piece of paper. That piece of paper never makes it into a spreadsheet or something like that. So that data never actually gets transferred to the marketing department. So anything and everything that you can do just to kind of take out the user error option there, make it super simple. When people are coming to your website and they're filling out a request for an appointment or something like that, there's what's referred to as an opt-out, which is what Corey is referring to, the little checkbox. You know, then you've got Things like, you know, you can, through MailChimp and through Constant Contact and those guys, there's a little piece of code you can use to um, collect email addresses off of your website. And you can even take the, create um, like a form on your Facebook page. You can collect email addresses on your Facebook page. And then something Corey's been playing with more and more in the last year are Exit Intense. And he's been um, building email lists through the Exit Intense as well on the websites. Yeah, so an excellent intent, I'm sure you guys have seen those. It's, um, you know, if you're perusing a website and you scroll up to the top, you're getting ready to leave. Um, and actually when it detects that your mouse is up in that URL bar and you click, something pops up and it says, hey, wait, before you go, um, sign up for our email to get exclusive news and tips or, or download a free PDF on how to avoid shoulder pain or like whatever the case may be. Um, but we've been actually using those on client sites, and we see a conversion rate depending on how popular the site is and how engaged uh, the visitors are between like 2% and 15% of people actually opting into those things and then uh, giving us their email in exchange to be on this list. Yeah, so, and, it, and, well. it, and it just takes out the, you know, um, the manual process of somebody having to physically type those email addresses in the more that you can automate this process. Yep. You know... People say like, well, geez, I've got so much on my plate. I don't want to start another thing. If you're, if you have a content kind of marketing plan in place, you're already creating the content. So let's say you write a good piece for your website and it's got a video that goes with it and short form and long form, you know, 
just like you would put it on Facebook or Twitter or one of your social media channels to drive traffic back to your website, having your email newsletter is another distribution channel for getting that content out there. So it's kind of like, you know, you look at your content schedule and you pair it up with your email newsletter schedule, which will be either, you know, let's say monthly or quarterly. Um, then you tie it all together so you always have fresh content for your email newsletter. Yeah, I think um, speaking of schedule, that's something that often uh, goes amiss, and I don't want to not say it, but a lot of times people don't think all the way through, and so, yeah, the email newsletter sounds awesome, but then you get busy, and it's really hard to keep it up every month or every quarter, whatever the case may be, so... If you're going to start one of these, make sure that you do have some sort of a schedule in place because you don't want to do one, you know, every six months and then have it drop off the face of the earth, not do one for two years. And then and... come back and do one monthly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's also important um, to maybe set yourself a reminder just on your calendar, like a week after the email goes out to actually go in and look at the stats from it. You can measure open rates, how many people are clicking through and going to the website. You can actually even see what buttons and where they're clicking. So, you know, maybe you have three buttons down the right side of your email template that you created and worked so hard on, but nobody clicks those. So, you know, maybe you should rework the template to where you know people are going to click. And when you have that data, it can really make a big difference. Yeah. And one thing I really like about MailChimp and some of the others may do it as well is they allow you to do some A-B testing so you can test different headlines um, to see what people will open for so that you can you know kind of hone in on your email marketing skills as time goes on and you'll know that your patients are more responsive to you know something with a very specific call to action maybe time limited in the headline versus something that's just hey we have a new doctor um, something else to keep in mind when you're looking at the data is that almost, so roughly 53, 55% of people are going to look at your email on their cell phones. Chances are they're not going to be looking at it on their desktop. And so you want to pay attention to this when you're putting it together. Corey, didn't we see a pretty interesting stats that said something like 90% of all email is opened on some sort of like Apple device? Yeah. Yeah. Between uh, iPods iPads and iPhones and uh, and Mac computers, like 90%. 90% are open, opened on an Apple product. Yeah, and one of the good things about MailChimp is that when you're creating these templates, you can actually just click a button and it will show you what it looks like on either an iPhone or an iPad. Absolutely. So I think we've talked enough about the email newsletter. So um, let's go back to like the old school printed newsletter, which is something that um, we have a, a handful of clients that create printed newsletters and we aim for twice a year on our printed newsletters. Yeah, and th these are awesome. One, because they're tangible. You know, everyone likes to kind of pick these up. And I think the physicians really like these too, because odds are they're never going to see your email newsletter. Um, and if they do get it, they're probably not going to open it. But uh, they do see the printed ones that, that's laying around. So um, these are great to cross-market um, subspecialties within your practice, um, especially if you're going to, if you have some sort of a plan in place to mail these out to um, patients or put them out in the waiting room or even deliver them to uh, referring offices. Yeah, we have one client, we, um, we print 10,000 of them 
one twice a year and we will do a couple thousand mailed during a large market we'll do a couple thousand to referring physicians and then we take the remainder of them across their six locations put them in the patient rooms and then the marketing team uses them at all of the community events um, through distribution and uses those really more than the practice brochures at this point yeah and every time that we do these we always say you know it's amazing how many of them disappear from the office patients take these with them because they see them in the exam room or in the waiting room whatever the case may be and um they like it and they take it which is great that's what we want no absolutely so a couple things that you might want to think about putting into your potential newsletter you know first um photos of your physicians in the community and also your physicians kind of professional headshots we usually do a page or two pages that outlines the physicians what they specialize in maybe some education and how to contact them yeah, and we also want to make sure that uh, you know we're making the the physicians and really the the staff look um, personable. You know, remind people that these are real people out in the community. They care. They are a part of the fabric. Absolutely. We usually dedicate a two page spread just to photos of members of the practice out in the community giving back. Um, another thing that we do as part of our kind of content plan for practices in general is we'll put a lot of focus on patient testimonials and patient success stories where we'll go out and grab a video testimonial from a patient, overlay it with an explanation from a doctor. Then we'll take that piece of video content and turn it into a nice written piece of content. The, in the ultimate place it ends up, you know, it gets put onto the website, it gets put onto YouTube, it gets marketed through social media. But ultimately that strong piece of like that, um, of written content is being built so that it makes it into the printed newsletter. Yeah. And again, going back to the content and even touching on the email newsletters, if we've got this content, it's on the website, which means it can work on an email newsletter level and it can work on the printed newsletter. Which is why when we're building these long form testimonials and these pieces of written content, we're always in our minds working on usually a 500 to an 800 word count. We do that specifically so that it fits into the printed newsletter nice and like nice little packaged piece. Another thing to think about putting into your um, printed newsletter would be a list, um, at least a partial list subject to change of insurance, because especially if you're out using your newsletter from a marketing perspective, people are looking to make sure that you accept their insurance. Yeah, it, absolutely. And we also make sure that, uh, like you said, we got to have the asterisk on there that says a list is subject to change. Um, and going off of using this as a marketing piece you're taking out in the community, the insurance list is on there. There's a list of locations of all of the offices as well as uh, relevant contact info, phone, fax, address, maybe a picture of the office. Um, and recently we started to put like uh, air quotes ads in there to promote other subspecialties and uh those have done really well so i would i would want to include that on this list for potential content no i would definitely because it's so hard in a practice brochure to tell everybody everything that you do and you've got a captive audience in your patient waiting rooms and they don't know they're there for one specific reason they don't know about what else you're doing and so this is a great opportunity to cross market your other subspecialties yeah absolutely so um to get started, what do you kind of need? I think number one I think is, you need good content. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was going to say. You yeah. definitely <laughs> want the, the content there. It's, ideally, it's something that's either already on the website or in the process of creating, whether it's a patient story or, or just an information piece about something that you do. I wouldn't wake up one day and say, you know what? We need to do a practice newsletter, so no. let's come up with some content. 
I would wait till you've got some content and then say, how else can we get this out there? Right, kind of and back your way back into, into it. a practice newsletter because it is. Um, I want to say I don't want to say it's expensive because in the big picture it's not expensive and there's great ROI, but it is one of the more expensive things that you will do, and it's something very tangible that people are going to be looking at. And once you've printed it, it's printed, so you want good, strong content. Yeah, and also remember to take photos. I think that's something um, that's it actually is like a lot harder than it should be. But if you're out in the community, um, oftentimes you're you're set up at a health fair, and maybe it's just you or you and one other person. But you know, see if you can get someone to take really good photos while you're out there, or even if you're walking around the office, you can take some candid shots of the um you know the the medical staff or if you can grab a doctor and have him you know with the patient something like that and get the patient to sign a release form of course but then that makes for really good content in here as well yeah and if you're going to do a printed newsletter you need a um kind of a design partner you need a graphic designer you're going to need a good printer that you can work with on getting you know print ready samples you can make sure it's what you want it to be you're going to need a mail partner Somebody, not a man partner, a male <laughs> partner, like a male house that's going to help you um, make sure that all your sizes are correct in terms of drop, dropping this thing from a direct mail standpoint. You're going to need a list of patients. You're going to need someone to help you scrub that list if you want to send it to patients. Maybe you want to send it to your referral partners or just some general partners in the community as well. Yeah, and then make sure that you have somewhere to put these things. So you have some sort of a display plan. Like, where are they going to go in the waiting room? Are they just going to be kind of like flung about? Do you need a display case? Are they actually going to go in exam rooms? Which I would suggest, yes, put them in exam rooms because when people are sitting there, they'll they'll take them and peruse the room and put them in a purse or a bag or whatever. Um, But yeah, just got to kind of think that stuff through before you get 5,000 leads delivered. And then you go, well, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, because they're going to be anywhere from 250 to 500 per box. And you could have 10 to 20 boxes sitting in your marketing department. So you need a plan to get them out. And, um, you know, just make sure you're putting some good content in there, quality photos, and that you're highlighting the things that you want people to see. Because this is going to be one of your better marketing pieces that you're going to put out this year. So with that said... I'm Corey. And I'm Jennifer. And we wish you luck on creating your email and or printed newsletter. We'll catch you in the next one. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.